Welcome to Into the Fire. I'm Duncan. And I'm Kate. And we're here to talk about life. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So come join the conversation. Well, welcome back to Into the Fire. Today we have a special guest and a member of our church, Rose Lorenzo. You are so welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Kate. I'm so excited to be here today. Oh, it's such a blessing. And we have just been blessed by your journey, Rose. We got to know you about two years ago during the pandemic. You started coming to Catch the Fire here in Raleigh. And we began to get to know you uh, as a friend and a colleague of two other members of our church. And um, then more recently, you started updating me on the surprises of God in your life. Yes, he has been amazing. It has been quite a journey. Um, I started this journey during my doctoral program. And when I finished... I decided to write a book because I'm an entrepreneur and I thought that it was so important for people to know how to start their businesses Mm. the correct way. But my goal was to become an educator. I wanted to be a professor at a university teaching entrepreneurship. And so I decided, okay, I got my PhD. Let me go apply. I applied everywhere, willing to move even to Syracuse, New York. (laughs) Sorry for those listening from Syracuse. I know. I love Syracuse. It's cold in the winter. (laughs) I was ready to go anywhere. But guess what? It was crickets. Mm. Nobody even responded to my resume. Not thank you for applying. We're not interested. Nothing. So I asked God, what is going on? Why can't I go teach entrepreneurship? And he spoke to me very clearly. He said, you need to remember why you got your doctorate degree. Mm. I said, okay. And one day I was sitting at my computer and I came across the essay I wrote when I started to get into my doctoral program. And the very last sentence I wrote said, I want to get this degree so that I can start an entrepreneur academy so I can teach entrepreneurs how to do it right. And I said, oh, well, there it is. I need to start my own academy. That's why. So, Rose, you have just blinded me. First, I didn't know you were a doctor. Congratulations. Thank you. And that just shows the level of humility in your life. And B, give us the timeline of when you took your doctorate. How many years are we talking now? So I finished my doctorate in 2020, right during the pandemic. But you were working in a different field to education at the time when I first met you. Tell the audience what you've been doing and how you even got to catch the fire. And then we'll hear about the Academy story. Yes. So I was working, well, my primary job was a business consultant, right? And during my doctoral program, I met three amazing individuals and we were doing research on the lack of empathy and emotional intelligence of children Mm. in technology. Mm. And through that research, we found that Children um, who use a lot of technology lack in social skills and they lack in empathy and have a lower emotional intelligence. And so that research turned into 
a company that I started with my colleagues called Hackathon Junior. So it is a nonprofit that teaches kids how to code, but more importantly, we teach them how to problem solve with technology and improve emotional intelligence. Wow. Because it's not a one-on-one coding event. It is pair, like a teamwork. It's teamwork, it? right? So it's pair programming. They are doing research on a real-world problem. They're creating an app to solve that problem wow. as a team. And they are then presenting their code to a panel of industry judges. And so the winning teams win new laptops or new items in technology. We've gone to Ozobots and Raspberry Pis and those Oculus 360 things that kids like anything in technology um, to help further their ability to learn STEM. Our purpose in Hackathon Junior is really to even the playing field, Mm. to reach to those children that don't have access to STEM education. And so we are now five years old. And that's how I got into the realm of education, which was God sent. Wow. Because when I was supposed to go to residency, the residency where I met my team, I was geared to go to Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I said, nope, I want to go to Phoenix. And they kept changing me. Nope, you're going to go to Virginia. Nope, I'm going to go to Phoenix. And my other partner, same thing happened to him. Had I gone to Virginia, Hackathon Jr. would have never been born because mm-hmm. I would have never met the other three people yeah. that are on my team. Yes, yes. And it was totally sent by God to help these kids. That's kind of how I got in the education realm. That's amazing. And what an ingenious idea that the Lord gave you to help children who the world is all about technology at the moment. And, you know, our kids are far surpassing us as parents and grandparents, even in that arena. But at what cost? You know, the social skills, the interaction. So, I mean, it's just like the Lord to put that idea And he's directed you and taken you back to what your heart's desire was, which was to help in education. Exactly. So after Hackathon Junior had been in effect, um, I was still in my doctoral program. And upon graduation, I graduated right at the beginning of COVID was when I finished. And then I was quarantined because I got sick. And I thought, well, what am I going to do? I'm stuck in this room. God said, you need to write your book. I said, okay. So I wrote my book, and in three weeks it was done, and I published it. So tell us the name of your book, Rose. It's called Get It Done, The Journey to Entrepreneurship from Idea to Open. So it's really a guide of to how to start a business the right way based on my 38 years experience and mistakes I've made, mistakes clients have made that tell you, hey, don't take these shortcuts because they could cost you a lot of money. They could cost you prison if you try to break the law in one way or another. And understanding everything from who your client is to what type of taxes you need to be filing Right. And so it really gives you a guide all the way through. It has a workbook that goes with it. Amazing. Um, So I wrote my book. Then I decided to go apply to be a professor, like I said before, and nothing happened. And so when I read that last line is that I wanted to start my own academy. Yes. Oh, 
that's that's why no one is calling me. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because so often we can say, God, why aren't you opening doors in our lives? And God is quietly whispering, well, you're looking at the wrong door. And so often we take that as a negative, whereas that can be the catalyst for us to turn our eyes and see what he really has for us. So how, how was that time for you, though? Like, how was your, you know, listening to God, you, you said you, you came to it, but were, were you angry? Did you think, gosh, I've worked all this time and Lord, what are you doing? No, I wasn't angry. I was just really listening because what I've learned over the years is that the reason why things didn't work out the way I wanted to, because I wasn't really listening to God. He was telling me, hey, go this way. And I'm like, oh, no, but I really want to go this way, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I really wasn't listening. And I've learned over the past few years that, listen, really listen to what he's telling you Mm -hmm. and don't question it. If you're pushing too hard, it's because it's not the right way to go. Yeah. Just relax and it's going to all work itself out. And that faith mm. that I had that, yes, I wanted to be a professor, mm, but I really enjoy being an entrepreneur and being on my, doing my own thing. Yeah. So the academy was the way. And so I thought, Lord, okay, I'm going to start this academy, but how is that going to happen? I'm not an educator. I don't write curriculum. I'm a business person. And so I decided to enroll in law school. And in law school, about four weeks in, I met a gentleman there who said, I read your book. Wow. And I think you need to teach this to high school students. I said, well, I'm starting an academy. I already started writing the curriculum. He said, we need to meet. Wow. And so he said, God spoke to me and told me that I needed to come to this school because I needed to meet you. What? That's what he said. And I was like, what? We were both slated to go to two different schools. I was enrolled at a different law school and ready to start. And God said, this isn't the school. You need to go to the other school. Hmm. And I said, okay, but isn't it? too late. All right, let me just call and apply. I didn't even question it. So I just like called and they said, yes, you can apply. And if you get everything in, you can start in this next semester. Wow. Literally within three weeks. Wow. And so the same thing happened to this colleague of mine. He was already had gone through orientation at another school. And he said, God told him, this is not the school. You need to go over there. Wow. And so he dropped over there and applied. And that's how we met. And I said, God sent us to the same school so that these things could all happen. So let me let me hear this correctly. This man was led by God to do what you did was to change the program and the school that you were applying. You were going to be studying law. And he what the Lord spoke to him after reading your book. And was he in education as well? He is in education. So he was the missing piece for you at that moment. But he's also in politics. So he said to me, listen, if you want to start an academy, you have to know the politics behind education. Mm. I know all of that. And I know all the heavy hitters. I can help you. If you want to start this in Georgia, we can get it going. I said, I'm open to that. So 
God said, go to Georgia. So I went to Georgia. I registered the company there. I found a location and off we went. And it was about three weeks that he said he had a conversation with a friend of his who was the mayor in Charleston County, South Carolina. Mm. And next thing I knew, I got a phone call and said, hey, I heard you're running this program in Georgia. Wow. Tell me about that. And so I said, sure. He goes, can you do this in high schools? I said, well, this is a high school. Oh, well, can you do this in my high schools? I'm like, absolutely. Wow. And so that's how we're ending up in Charleston County, South Carolina, because God sent me there. And the most amazing thing is that I haven't had to ask for anything. He's just opened doors, meetings with people that I never thought I would be meeting with. And resistance that I've gotten, of course, in politics and Mm. education, Mm -hmm. there's always going to be someone. Yeah. Um, But he's kind of pushed them out of the way. Interesting. And opened the door even wider. And so a gentleman, my colleague, said, you were in a fight you didn't even know you were in. You know, it's always nice to know you're in a fight so you know the rules of the game. I said, I wasn't fighting with anybody. They were trying to fight God. Interesting. Rose, (laughs) that is so profound. I think, you know, just living in the realization that I'm resting in my Heavenly Father's will. I'm his daughter. I'm his son. I'm just following him. I don't really know what I'm doing. He's just leading me. And yet God is making a way and fighting our battles. That is so profound. You know, you, to me, do not look like a person that's stressed, that's worried or anxious about anything. It, It just seems like there is unusual favor and doors opening that you would not have thought possible. Tell us about that. Oh, it's that you're absolutely right. I mean, I never in my life imagined that I would be starting a school or that I would be working with children in education because that's not really my background. God has put me there. And I have such tremendous faith that this is what he wants me Mm -hmm. to do. So whatever happens throughout the day, I'm like, okay, Lord, this is the avenue. This is where you want me to go. Okay. I wake up in the morning. I'm like, what is it that you want me to do? What do I need to do today to make this happen? Mm. Right. And he opens the doors and it's just really, really listening to his voice every day and thanking him for all of these things, you know? And so I have greater aspirations than I ever thought, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. even on top of this, my I have some political goals that I'm going to do once I get out of law school. And so I'm moving in that direction. And, and Dr. Terry, my colleague, is like, okay, you need to tell me about this. God is telling me we need to plan now. And I'm like, okay, but I have to think about getting out of law school and getting the school started. So how long is law school and how long will it take to get your school launch in South Carolina? School will be launched in September. Wow. In South Carolina. Um, probably the following year in Georgia. Yep. The following year 
after that will be North Carolina. I'm glad you said North Carolina, Rose, because I'm already thinking about my grandchildren <laughs> by the time they get to high school age. I'm assuming 13 years old here after middle school. That's what the system is here. Um, that there will be these opportunities for some entrepreneurial education. Absolutely. So the school really focuses on two avenues, entrepreneur education. So not, you know, college is not for everybody. No. And we're in a generation of students who really don't want to work in the corporate environment, yep. but they don't know how to start their own business. That's right. So if we teach them early on and they have an idea that they can actually brand yes. and they can get everything that they need to actually start that business by the time they graduate, they have a choice. That's you amazing. go start this business or you go to college, learn more about business and finance and then start your business. Exactly, Those are options. The other area that we really are focusing on is the STEM education and arts. Can you explain for our international audience what STEM stands oh, for? STEM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics, mm -hmm. right? So our program primarily works with AI coding, right? That is the way of the future. Um, there, there was a study in 2015 that said that by 2026, there will be 5 million jobs in tech, but not 5 million people to do those jobs. Wow. And so if we are not training our children or at least giving them access and the opportunity mm. to learn it, mm. then by the time they become work age, there may not be jobs for them. Somebody has to be able to code, yes. maintain the code, project management, all of those jobs in tech are essential. And it's so important that children at younger ages mm. are learning mm. this as they get into high school and get into college and make yes. decisions, Yes, right? The other avenue is the arts part of the STEAM. So our arts program includes graphic design, 3D modeling, animation, film, photography, broadcasting, um, are all areas that children can be able to, once they get out of high school, maybe go into that arena as yes. well. Yeah. Those are all really important um, to our goals, to the I2O Academy, as well as Hackathon Junior, because Hackathon Junior is all about coding, mm. right? Mm. And so it's a competition, but it is all about coding. That's so good. And I'm assuming that the Hackathon Junior competition is happening in schools. Is it? Is it within a school system that this program is presented and there's collaborative working? Or is it any scenario? It's actually community-based. So we don't focus on one particular school unless a school invites us. Like mm. we are currently going to Las Vegas this weekend to a middle school there to host an event. Mm. But it's a we do it in Raleigh. We have a location in downtown Raleigh and people from any school can come and oh, there's no coding experience necessary. That's so good. I mean, like you say, it's the way of the future. It's it's access. And yes. you know, and you said something very important that not everybody is cut out for corporate America or university. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that so often, Rose, people feel a pressure to go to university and then they come out with a degree and a ton of debt. And it's not the blessing of God that they would have that debt and not know how to 
be rid of that. Some people just not even get in jobs in the area of study. This is such a practical way for people, for young people to find a career, but not only find a career, to find something of passion that they can pursue. Because we know that we're created to pursue our life with passion and the, the gifts that God's put in each of our children is, you know, for us to nurture them in those ways. And, and so I just see that this is so holistic, um, Rose, because you're helping kids, but you're also helping parents. Exactly. So we feel <clears throat> there's another component that I didn't, let me backtrack a bit. There's another component that about I2O that I didn't share is that we also have a youth apprentice and leadership program. Mm. So we've partnered with some bigger organizations that will allow our students to go work and learn a specific trade in an organization so and get paid, yes. right? So that part of it, I think, is so important because especially in neighborhoods where um, students maybe have lower social economic background, yeah. right? Yeah. Them getting paid to work during the summertime only gives money to their family. It helps the community. It helps the, yes. you know, the growth and the development of the entire community and changes generations yes. of families. Come so on. when we're changing one child, we're changing an entire generation oh, of, yeah. of um, the family because the siblings see it. Oh, my brother did that. I can do that too. It restores esteem and honor to yes. a family. And like you say, you're changing a generation. You know, that's God's heart. He's a multi-generational God. In the scriptures, he says, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You know, we are in that flow of God wanting to bless our generations. And, um, you know, so important that we have these different things that are being invented out of the box. And, you know, this that's what entrepreneurship's about. Yes. And, Rose, I just want to pull on something else. You know, this weekend we're going to Las Vegas. You are a member of Catch the Fire. You love Jesus passionately. Yes. You know, you, this couldn't have happened without him opening the doors, Jesus opening the doors for your future calling. But... Share a little bit about how you keep your faith and your heart right before God when sometimes you cannot attend a Sunday service or gathering because you're on the road doing the kingdom assignment that God's given you. How do you feed yourself? How do you keep your heart right before the Lord? Well, you know what? It's so it, You are so right because I travel a lot. Um, I'm probably at Catch the Fire maybe once a month. Yeah. I can make it to service That's because right. I'm either on the West Coast or I'm in Georgia or I'm in South Carolina or I'm in Florida working on Hackathon Junior and working on the Academy, right? But every morning I wake up and there is an album by C.C. Winans called Believe in It. I listen to that every morning. And then I do my devotional. Mm. 
so I am in the right space yeah. with God, especially because I go to places like Las Vegas, yeah. where there is like so much craziness. And yeah. I'm just like, okay, you know, we just, we're here on a mission and yeah. this is not our mission. Yeah. <laughs> our mission is to help these children and through Hackathon Junior or establish a connection to mm. be able to bring an academy there and do God's work while we're there. My goal really is to change the face of education yeah. and helping these children. What I have seen, it shocks me that we are dealing with situations where children are hungry um, in mm. America. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, some of the children in the areas that we are going to go home on Friday and mm. they don't eat until Monday. Mm, and so that just breaks my heart yeah. because there's no money, there's no food and there's no hope. They don't, mm -hmm. they think that their life is where they live and this is all there is. Yeah. And we need to show them that that's not it. Yeah. That just because they were born into that neighborhood or whatever does not mean that that's the end. No. God has a bigger plan for them. Yeah. Yeah. And that giving them access to the opportunity. I hear a lot, oh, there's so much opportunity. Yes, but there, there's no access to it. Yes. It doesn't serve the point no. of having opportunity. If, if, if that doesn't translate to the common man and woman and child to understand, then... You know, it's a foreign language. Yeah. So on a daily basis, I have to really guide myself yes. in the morning and at night. I listen, I watch the podcast, I watch the services on my phone if yeah. I'm traveling. You know, if I'm on an airplane, yeah. I get the Wi-Fi so Great. I can watch. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and so I can hear the message because it's so important yeah. to not only read the Bible and not only you know, speak about it, but to hear it from other pastors and people yeah. that can really help you understand it. Because it's true, Duncan had said, sometimes you read it and you're like, what is this saying to me? You know? Until you hear it. <laughs> Until you hear it. And then you're like, oh, that's what you're talking about. Okay. But one thing that I have really learned um, through this process over the past five years is to get out of God's way. Wow. Get out of his way, step back and let him, because when we get in his way, we think we can do it yeah. and we, we're trying to do it without him. And he's saying, step aside, have faith, know that it's going to be okay and I will do it mm. for you. And that's what he's done. I really have stepped aside on this school and he has done all the work yeah. and I've just shown up. Like, okay, I'm yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think you've, you've touched on some very important keys. You center yourself in the Lord, in His Word, in His truth. You hear His voice. Yes. Then you go single-focused and do what He's told you to do in obedience. And you allow Him to open the doors, connect you with the right people, and bring His favor into your life because you've allowed yourself to step out the way in the flesh and partner with him in the spirit. Yes. Rose, these are such important keys. And, you know, there are many of our audience that have been called to do unusual things. 
in different spheres of influence, whether it's education and government with politics or whether it's, you know, taking care of the family. But there are different things that you said that God is calling people to help families access the resources that are available in a community. And that could be said for anywhere in the world. Right. But especially here in America, you know, that is needed. And we know it's needed all over the world. Rose, I would love for you just to pray over each of our listeners, because I think you've today have shown that a life yielded to the one thing can achieve an amazing amount of fruit. And so often we get distracted and we think we're not doing enough or, well, if we do this, this and this, then we'll be fine. But, you know, sometimes it's hard just to say, stay focused on the one thing that you've been called to do. And there are people that just need a little bit of courage and just stepping out in the faith that God has given them to walk through some unusual doors of favor. And it's time for the body of Christ to really shine and be the light of the world at the moment. And why don't you do that? Because your story is so inspiring. It's not just about you getting riches and wealth. It's your main motivation is how can I help young people learn how to make a living that will change a community and change a nation? Yes. Yes. So good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. First, we want to thank Lord. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for all that you have given us and all that you do for us every day. I pray for everybody Mm. who's listening that they will open up their heart and open up their mind and their ears and listen to exactly what you're telling them and guide them in the right direction, that they know that nothing is impossible, that you fight every battle and you never lose, and that you can guide them if they are willing Mm. to take your hand, step aside, put your ego aside, Mm. and let Jesus guide you to where you need to be in your life, in your work, in what your goals are, and what He is guiding you to do. Mm. He will do all of that. And Lord, we thank you so much for allowing us these opportunities to share these stories and the miracles that you have created in our lives. And I pray these things and greater things to come in your name. That's right. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, greater things to come for everyone listening. You know, as you trust God with your life, he does so much more than we could ever earn, ask or imagine. And, you know, we're his children. He wants to give without strings attached. He wants to bless us with relationships. And just as as you met your doctor friend, he completed the pieces of the puzzle for this vision to happen and so often we think oh it's about us doing this but i can i can agree with you that you know the lord will bring the right people to add to the completion of this vision because he loves it when we work together as the body of christ yes that's his heart for us dr rose dr rose oh thank you how wonderful How can people find out a little bit more about 
these programs that you're offering is do you have a website anywhere we, that we could look at we do so hackathon junior ages 9 to 13 so if you have a child in that range um is hackathonjunior.com and then if you want to connect with me the best way is to connect with me through linkedin and you can find me at, Ro- at dr rose lorenzo on linkedin and that would be the best way to connect and you'll be able to see about the i2o academy's expansion and hopefully we'll be coming to a city, state, or country near you. Yes, come on. If if God's putting this on your heart to invite Dr. Rose and the team to come and do something in your nation, well, why not? Because God is big. His kingdom is extended. And Rose, I'm excited about you starting something right here in the triangle too for my grandchildren <laughs> and for our children in Catch the Fire the ones that are really called um, to be nation changers in their future. Yes. So God is with us. God is with our kids. And you know what I love is like, you know, we as an older generation can think, why would we ever want to bring kids into this world? But, you mm. know, every generation thinks that. And every generation that's born knows that there's hope for the future in their generation. Yes. And God does that in every generation, that they're going to be the nation changers, the city changers, and the ones that are going to be lovers of people bringing the kingdom of God. So be encouraged today, everyone. What would your life look like if you love God, love yourself, love others, and have fun and give your life away, bringing the kingdom with the unusual favor of heaven upon you? And so we bless each of you to carry God's favor in your life. Whatever you're doing, however insignificant you feel, God has got unusual favor for your life. Be blessed, everyone. And thank you so much, Rose. Oh, thank you for having me. Be blessed, everybody. Bye.